0: Welcome to the CVMI Open Door Podcast with Pastor and Teacher Jamie Gizzy. We trust that you will be blessed as we study the Word of God through its context, history, and word studies. It's time to walk through the threshold of the open door. Now, here's your teacher, Pastor Jamie Gizzy.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. We are back with you again for um, some more episodes of the CVMI Open Door Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie Gizzy with you guys once again, coming to you from the offices of Crosshairs Bridgeport in Bridgeport, West Virginia. I'm joined again today by, Cast, by Pastor Carrie May. I got the, the letters backwards there a little bit. Joined together again with CVMI um, staff, pastor, trustee, director. Uh, He's also a staff pastor here at Airs Bridgeport, Carrie May. I want to uh, give Carrie an opportunity to greet everybody. Uh, Carrie, thanks for joining us again today. Uh, good to have you again.
2: Well, hello, everyone. And I want to just welcome everyone that's listening and tuning in. It's just uh, an incredible, incredible time to be talking about uh, Bible prophecy and different things concerning the end times and the signs. We are seeing stuff in our day that is just mind blowing it really is this fact that things are are coming to pass and one quick scripture I'd like to share is in Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9 and 10 it says remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other I am God and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand And that's what separates God from all the other holy books, all the other false gods that are out there, is that God has declared the end from the beginning. He's declared from ancient times the things that are not yet done. And he says that his counsel shall stand. And the Word of God, studying Bible prophecy, I don't know, it just, it really, really builds my faith. It really does. It gives me confidence in the Word of God. The fact that the Word of God has been true. The Word of God has been proven. And it's just exciting, very exciting, talking about these last days events and and things that we're seeing in the news, around the world, in the Bible, and things coming on the scene.
1: Yep. We have, um, you know, one of the things that I've done for several years, and I've shared a lot of this information with different ones. a matter of fact, one of our gentlemen here that's a part of um, the family at CHB, he just asked me for... <clears throat> Some of the sources where I get um, a lot of the information that I get. Um, you know, I, I will say this, and you take it for however you want. Um, we don't get told, and Carrie, you know this, um, we don't get told a lot by mainstream news in America. It's almost like, mm-hmm. what do we want you to hear? You right. know, and it, this starts getting into propaganda, and, you know, before anybody you know, starts losing their lids over this. Um, both sides of the aisle, you know, when you have news sources that lean one side or the other, both of them are guilty. You know, yeah. we, we see that a lot today. And, you know, long long gone in America are the days of journalistic objectivity. You know, Now everything is geared, you know, whether it's coming from a conservative side or whether it's coming from a liberal side. Um, and you really want to know what's going on in world events. You, you have to go outside of the box. You have right. to go outside of the traditional box. And, um, you know, I shared some information with Carrie over the weekend, and we're going to talk about some of these things today. Folks, you know, we, um, we at, at any point are anticipating the return of Jesus Christ for his bride. We know that. Yes. We know that this is an imminent event that could happen at any time. But we never want to diminish our responsibility in the, the present time. You know, there's still people mm-hmm. unsaved. You know, when um, I'm trying to think, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday I had to step out at the, at the beginning of the service. Um, we had, a, uh, we had a, a little fellowship time after the service on Sunday, and I had to run to one of our local um, retail stores to pick up a couple things. And, you know, Carrie, it amazed me the amount of people that I saw out and about on Sunday morning. Right. You know, we, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, you know, we would see, you, you would see very few people out and about on Sundays. Right. You know, the, the church houses were always packed. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you always had, um, in a lot of cases, standing room only. Yeah. And, you know, I guess one of the things that, that one of the questions I have is why? why does it seem today that church attendance is at an all-time low and it's just getting worse? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe now the statistics say that it's less than 50% of, of professing Christians in America are faithful in church attendance. Mm. And, you know, we, we, we look at this and we, we scratch our heads and we say, well, why is this going on? And, you know, I, I think... When um, legalism is maintained in the church, I, I believe when man's traditions are kept in the church, not the traditions and the ordinances of God right but when you have the traditions of man, um, you know a lot of people uh, a lot of people that I have encountered folks over the years that seem to have a, an issue with Christianity, when yeah. I have these conversations with them, my first question is, what pastor or what church hurt you yeah? And they look at me with stunned silence, and they're, how did you know I was hurt? Mm-hmm. Because I know that because that was me. And Carrie, I know you—you've went yes. through those same things as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we look and we're going. Well, why why is all that? Why does it seem like the United States, as blessed of a nation as we have been by God, why is it that we're turning away? Why yeah. why is it that American Christianity is turning away from God? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the answer to the question is, it's scriptural. It's prophetic in nature. Right. We were told this day was coming. We were told that the, the events in which we're living in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we were it was foretold by the prophets through the leading of the Holy Spirit, through the words of Jesus Christ himself, that this day was coming. Yeah. That the telltale yeah. sign of the last days is deception. Right. And, where, Kerry, where are we at today? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> And that's the thing we got to be careful, even as
2: Christians. Uh, like you said, where we get our news, right? And uh, and what to believe. It's amazing to me how the the world is just kind of upside down, right? Where they're believing everything the government is saying, and they're doubting the Bible. Yeah, it's like the world is turned upside down. Yep. But there's a scripture, which I see in uh, Isaiah 8:12. I'll read out of the NIV. It says, "Do not call conspiracy everything." This people calls conspiracy and it says, Do not fear what they fear and do not dread it. I like that. Yeah. Do not fear what they fear. You know, it seems like the government is is all about fear and control, you know, and that they're trying to push this fear on us. But it's really clear out of Isaiah, we're not supposed to fear what they fear. As true believers in Christ, right? We don't want to fear what they fear. Right. You know, and, uh, and so there's a lot of things that are going on that you do. You have to sift through. You have to sift through. And has there ever been a time we need to return to the biblical standards, the biblical scriptures, you know, it is really today.
1: Yep. Well, and, you know, and we know this, folks, um, that there's a lot of God-fearing, Bible-believing, and spirit-filled men and women that serve in government at all levels, whether it's mm-hmm. national, federal, uh, right down to the local levels. But it's it, it, it almost it, it, and we see this a lot that there's something going on behind the scenes and yeah. I really believe that this all goes to the spirit of Antichrist yes you know four times in the the, the small letters of John first John right. uh, chapter 2 verses 18 and 22 first um, uh, John chapter 4 verse three and then second John verse 7. Mm-hmm. John mentions the spirit of Antichrist and you know Carrie, one thing that's fascinated me over the years is, John was talking in his day, two thousand years ago ballpark, that the spirit of Antichrist was alive and well, and there were many Antichrists in the world at that time. Right. And look at the population boom since then, and you look at some of the the things that go on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. and you wonder how how wonder what that number is today. People that have been that have bought into that spirit and uh, bought into that ideology. You know, let's just kick Jesus out of the equation. And let, let's just focus on an, on an antichrist, an anti-God campaign.
2: See, now that's the thing, is that even uh, we're preaching about end-time prophecies about 30 years. Yeah. Before I would mention about the, the spirit of the antichrist and, and, and talk about that, but but for the first time in, in just recent couple of years, we're actually being able to see really at work the Absolutely. spirit of the antichrist
1: yeah. behind
2: uh, uh, political lines and behind government. and. Yep. And just, and just people being uh, persuaded and, and blinded, you know, yeah. deceived, blinded by the agendas of the one world order, new world order. And the, you know, really the agenda of the Antichrist is about to come on the scene. And, and man, there's a lot of people already deceived about it. A lot of people already falling for it. And it is. It is just really, really, really scary. I've never seen the uh, the spirit of Antichrist really so strong at work. As we have the last couple of years. For I mean, sure. We can see it so strong at work. And I do like that one scripture that you, you quoted from, 1 John 4 3. And every spirit does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which we have heard is coming and is already is now already in the world. Yep. So yep. uh we must, we must really uh like I said, I, I've seen it. And if we're believing the lies of the government now, you'll believe the lies. Yeah. You you'll believe the lies of the Antichrist. Yep. So, so that's a strong warning right there. And
1: and folks, that's you know we're we're not we're not pushing a um a political ideology. We want you to understand that when we say government, we're not telling you to vote for one political party or the other. We believe that the two <laughs> here in America, the two major political parties are are as um, goofed up as the other one. But, you know, with that said, you, you have to draw the line and you have mm-hmm. to look which, one, which, which group best follows the patterns that God's laid out in his Word. Which one stands for yeah. uh, the definition of biblical traditional marriage between one biological man and one biological woman? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, <clears throat> which party is or which group of people are the ones who are standing up for the rights of the unborn? Right, you know who's standing up for the rights of the church. You know we still have freedom of religion in the United States, mm-hmm. contrary to how some are trying to redefine the Constitution. We still have that here.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know we could we could get frustrated with these things, and we could you know say, well, you know these things caught us unawares, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. We we've seen this. Jesus said the telltale sign again was deception. Yeah. So you know we we find the we look for, and I'm not trying to get on a political rant here with this, but we look for the candidates who best line up and support the principles taught in Scripture, especially those that are taught in the New Testament. More of a biblical worldview. Have a biblical worldview. (laughs) And you know, that's the one thing that we have, for those of you that are, um, that may lean conservative politically, you gotta understand that not all conservatives have a biblical worldview. Right. And I mean, and that's just the way that it is. Right. And you know, we know that not not all liberals have, (laughs) I don't know, I, I hate to even go down that road, but I don't know too many that have a biblical worldview yeah. that stand up right. and support liberalism.
2: Right, but even the spirit of Antichrist is really affecting both parties. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Mean,
1: you're looking and it, Carrie, you know what What concerns me the most is what about the people? What What's this country going to look like once the church is gone, once the bride oh, of Christ man. is taken out? And you have some of these good, and I'm not going to name names, but there are some good Bible-believing, God-fearing, spirit-filled men and women that are serving in all levels of government. What do you, what's going to happen to this country when they're gone?
2: That's where we're going to definitely see that great falling away. Absolutely, that great falling away. Absolutely. Where, you know that's where you know evil will not will no longer be restrained. Yep. In this world, and, and it'll be a really a, a sad day. Yeah. Uh, and look what it would do. You know, yeah. there's a lot of. Even for the economy, the economy would crash. Yeah, most of the work absolutely. You know, are strong. You know, jobs would. I mean, Walmart yeah. is
1: not going to be as frequent. It would be. Yeah, you know, you're not going to have access like what we've had. You know, one of the things, and I don't know um, before uh, for those of you that don't know, Kerry and his wife Gina just moved back to West Virginia um, last October, 2020. Mm-hmm. So they were they were in Houston, Texas, up until that point, and I know what we saw here. You mm-hmm. know, with, during the shutdown with the stores only allowing certain numbers of people to come in. And you oh, know, yeah. during the cold, it didn't matter if it was cold, didn't matter if it was raining or sweltering hot. Mm-hmm. I know our local Walmart, uh, the grocery stores, they were only letting certain numbers of people come in at a time. Right. And then they were putting limitations on certain items. You know, you weren't allowed to buy more than, yeah. you know, whether it was the toilet paper craze or um, mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, just food items. There were right. certain things that, that you know, they said you could only have a, a, we got to try to save some and spread it around for everybody. Right. But like you said, though, and, and I mentioned this, we have uh, <clears throat> this past Sunday evening, we have we initiated a program here over the summer where we have been meeting in the Bridgeport City Park every other Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, and, and I think it was just a passing comment. It wasn't even anything really that we spent a whole lot of time on. But, you know, people, we've, we've heard this, and, and you've heard this, <laughs> people have made this statement and they've said, well, if I miss the return of Jesus Christ, then I'll get saved during the tribulation period. Uh. There's no guarantees you're even going to make it that far right. because of the fallout from the rapture of the oh, church. Yeah. Because what happens when you have, what What about uh, like a flight crew? You know, for instance, we want our praise and worship leader here at the church. Mm-hmm. She just flew. We drove her to Pittsburgh international airport on Monday to, you know, to fly out and go to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And, I had never seen the, the, the airport up there before, and it just blew me away how big it was, yeah. you know, to see how big that, that place was. And I've always said this, and I, I've said, you know, what would it be like for those that are on the plane not knowing that the pilot, the co-pilot, and the flight crew just had a Bible study and a prayer meeting before right. they got on the plane? And yeah. what happens if the trumpet sounds during that time, Boom. and they're gone? Yeah. You know, and, and we're living in a day now where they keep the cockpits locked, you know, it, so what? But, what are you going to do then?
2: It's going to be instant devastation worldwide. Absolutely. But see, that's the thing is, not only that's what it what blows my mind is not. You look at a small town, like kind of like where we're living. You know, on every road in that town, right? Cars will be missing drivers, right? Yeah. But then you multiply it. That's on every road in every city in every nation around the world. It's magnified. You yeah. know, by thousands of times the devastation. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be so. De- it's going to be the the most earth-shaking event yeah. in the history of mankind.
1: Well, even if you took the populations of the 10 largest cities in the United States, New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. LA, Dallas, Houston, um, you know, some of those cities and you would and if you just if you just threw an estimate out, say 10% of the people in in those cities uh. are born again and and waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, and they would go you're still talking millions of people just in the top 10 cities. Right. And, you know, talking about, going back to this thought about, you know, what's going to happen for, you know, whether you're trying to buy food, whether you're trying to get clothing, whatever it is. Mm. But what happens to the shipping industries? Oh, yeah. What What happens to the shipping industries here in the United States?
2: You're looking, even now, even you can't even find enough work, helpers.
1: Yeah, you can't find workers to stores do Stores are yet.
2: closing down hours, mm-hmm. you know, not staying up open 24 yeah. hours anymore. You know, having right. shut down hours, having, I mean, there's a, Big scramble for workers now. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine when millions of people disappear? Well, Kerry, this this circles right back to what you said a little bit ago about people trusting government more than they, they trust right. God. And, you know, they folks, we got we want you to understand something that, you know, these handouts eventually dry up. Mm. They eventually dry up because you can't. Right. you got to be able to back your economy up. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to be able to back that financial system up. And the fa- as fast as, as the debt in the United States is growing, and as fast as they're trying to print money, and there's nothing to back that up, that's where you get hyperinflation. That's where you start seeing, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people say how convenient it is to be able to shop from home. I still try to go out and shop in, in these local stores, whether it's a, a mom-and-pop shop or even some of our local retailers, mm-hmm. as much as possible because... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see that. That you guys got to understand that if we lose our shopping centers and our shopping malls, and we lose the mom and pop stores, mm-hmm. we're losing the backbone of the economy in the United States. And right. the the sad thing is, the day is coming. Yeah, and I, I wanted to reference, you know, say all that, you know, we're, we're not finger pointing at everybody that's in government, but there is something more sinister at play.
2: Well, that's the thing. I think. That we're seeing the strong <laughs> hand of the Antichrist, right? The the, the spirit of the Antichrist behind the government. Absolutely. Which, which we it's stronger than it's ever been. It, it's getting more wild, and, and the policies getting more radical. I mean, the country's been divided. Now you think about even the Great Depression of the '30s, right? Where even when they had hard hard times, but they stood in bread lines with no looting, no violence, right? Right. But our moral decline of the nation yeah. is so bad now. Yeah. Where any little thing, right, any little thing that happens and is looting in all our big cities, I mean, right. across the nation, I mean, there's just, uh, it, it's just going to be horrifying.
1: And, and you know, now all these people a year ago that were saying defund the police, yeah. now they're all saying we don't have enough police presence. They right. well, wonder why. Right. They <laughs> wonder know? why. Wonder right. why. Yeah. And I mean, you've got some cities now that have decriminalized uh, shoplifting, mm-hmm. um, robbery, armed robbery. They said, we're not going to treat this as crimes. And you see yeah. videos every day of I people see. just going in and carrying stuff right. out, and people are watching them do yep. it. Yep, they can go into a store and just run out as long
2: as it's not $1,000 or under, then they won't be prosecuted. They won't be
1: prosecuted. Right,
2: and so they're running out, or just running out, run out yep. with it, as long as it's under $1,000.
1: Well, here's something that's kind of interesting. One of the articles, um, there's a, a a lady that, um, I'm trying to think what the minute. I can't remember exactly what the name of the ministry is that she's involved with but I've, I've heard about this woman for several years her name is Jan Markle um, I cannot for the life of me remember what that's called um, but anyway she just recently wrote an article and Carrie uh, you you're have you looking at the same one I'm looking at here Yeah. and this comes from a website uh, harbingersdaily.com and this article was dated July 17th of this year so this article's 11 days old now and she puts something in here on um in this article and she says the the title of it is anticipating the antichrist Mm -hmm. and one of the the headlines that she has in in one section is the government becomes god and i want to read a quote out of the this section here um she says quote for 100 years there has been an effort to make government god Starting in 2020, an element was added that furthered that agenda, fear. Fear of a pandemic, and it became the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. And how many people, Christian and um, unsaved alike, Christian and and non-Christian, how many people have bought into fear? Right. How many people have played right into this thing with fear? And the politicians love it because they can get control of the people. Yeah. You know,
2: it... And that's what the ultimate goal is to do.
1: Yep. And, and we want you to understand, folks, we are not anti-government. You know, th- this yeah. ministry is, we support our government. You know, we, we support, we go by right. the, the, the biblical standard several places throughout Scripture. We're told to honor and respect the leadership that God has put in place ahead of us, above mm-hmm. us. And people say, well, you know, even if it's somebody you don't agree with politically, even if it's somebody we don't agree with politically, God says you have to honor and respect the office. That doesn't right. say you have to agree with them. But he does say that you, you know, right? you gotta be you're gonna be held accountable to that. And and the I see this, you know, some of the places, Carrie, that I have visited in the last couple of years, um, it's like people have forgot, and I'm talking about Christians now. They've forgotten that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Right. And they've they've identified a person who has sat in a political office. They have identified mm-hmm. a political party, they've identified an agenda and say, Well, we're Christian, but our conservatism, our Republicanism, whatever it is, that right. outweighs and outtrumps everything and everyone else. I'm right. like, okay, so where does Jesus fit into the equation? And and you yeah. know, the, the, this is the one thing that that we have to remember. God says in His Word that He's not a respecter of persons. That as far as he's concerned, there's no Jew or Gentile, there's no male, female, mm-hmm. there's no black, white, there's no rich or poor. Right. We're either with him or we're against him. And, and you, Kerry, you know as well as I do, because you've studied this more than I have over the years, the lines in the sand are being drawn. They really are. And, and you see where Jesus said that in the last days that the wheat and the chaff would be separated. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it. We're well, living in that day. Yeah, we have definitely seen it.
2: And uh, in this article that, that that Jamie's talking about, there's a couple of uh, statements. This is why I believe we're seeing what we're seeing in the United States. I love her statement right here. I highlighted it. The fact that the New World Order cannot exercise its dominion over people apart from their willingness to submit to dictates of the government. Okay, They trust in their well-being and health. People wear masks without questioning their effectiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, and then another paragraph says, In order for the elite to achieve the ultimate goal of a one-world government, they must convince people of their need for more government control of their lives. This explains their devotion to the country, climate emergency and why they'll not let go of the increased control of our lives and they have achieved through the China virus. Mm-hmm. And so we're really, really, really seeing that even in our nation. I mean, like... I really believe it's all setting up the new one world order. Yeah. We're seeing the, the preempts of that, and and that's why I think we're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. But it amazes me, it really amazes me, the fact that years ago when I talked about the mark of the beast, right, and how it could be forced upon people to take it, Yeah, how people would say, no, that would never happen because the government would never force you to do anything. We have a constitution. We have a constitution. Yep. But I've never, ever, ever in the history of uh, uh, in the last two years seen the Constitution, right, really thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. And, and the government just making rules, regulations, states making rules, regulations, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of go against our constitutional right. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, the, the, the government's supposed to be in place to defend our constitutional right. Not attack it. Not attack it, not yeah. take it away, right? Yep. And so it's just really... I, I can't believe for the first time in history we're seeing this. We're seeing, and I haven't. We haven't seen that ten years ago.
1: We've no. only seen it in the last couple of years. Just in the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know, let's go back. I, I could say, Carrie, we could probably go back 20 years because look at how our world changed after 9/11. Oh yeah. You know, this year we're celebrating, or I hate to say celebrate, bad choice of words, So please forgive me with that. We are recognizing the 20th anniversary of 9/11. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't want to say celebrate because that for sure is nothing to celebrate. But here we're 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 getting ready to go into that memorial time right. that that time that I mean I think every one of us who were alive at that time mm-hmm. it, it's still a somber moment for us that yes. day is still very somber oh. and the world changed for us the, you, know, you look at, at some of the the things that were added um we had the one um the, yeah, the homeland the, security, the security the started security. the uh, the transportation safety which you know yeah. I, I there. The, to a degree, I understand that that both of those were probably needed, but yeah. they've taken things to an extreme. Yeah, and they, you say something all the time, and I, I love the way you say it. Is and this is this is biblically and this is secularly. If you swing a pendulum too far to one side, right. you're in error. You're in error. And if you don't keep that pendulum right in the middle, right, then you you start towing that line into deceit and error, and that's what we've seen. And that was even, even in the church. Yeah. Even in the church,
2: right? You yeah. have some biblical truths that have been taken to the extreme, like like grace movement, the hyper-grace, right? Mm-hmm. Taken to the extreme, right? Any yeah. truth taken to the extreme is error. Yeah. You know? But then you don't want to go on the other end of the pendulum and think there's no grace. No, because by the grace of God, we are saved, you know, right. by faith. You know? So, yeah, I really believe that so much, that we need to be balanced right in the middle, look for that balance and, and try to find that balance and all the teachings and the doctrines of the Bible, even in, even in life. Yeah. So vitally important.
1: Yep. Yeah, folks, We, um, I'm looking. I've got books here in, in my office um, where Pastor Kerry is sitting right now. He can see my entire personal library. And over the years, I've collected books of, you know, things, uh, prophetic books, you know, saying these are the things to watch out for. I've got books from the 1960s. That um, were written by some um, by some of the great men of God at that time, telling us, folks, this is what's gonna this what's going to be. Not saying that they were one hundred percent accurate on the the like the specifics, like a certain country or a certain individual, mm-hmm. but just the um, the circumstances. They've been right. I've got one right here. Um, you know, Grant Jeffrey wrote a book. I mentioned him last week. He wrote a book um, in two thousand nine called Shadow Government. And I actually have, there's a DVD that goes along with this, a little 45-minute documentary that, that mm-hmm. he did. And you just look down through the um, table of contents, and, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's right out of today's headlines. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. just read the, he's, this book he splits up into four parts. Um, and the part one, this was 2009, okay? Mm-hmm. I haven't even shown you this yet. Part one, technology that destroys your privacy. Chapter one, you have no more privacy. Chapter two, the Global Surveillance Society. Chapter three, every movement and purchase is tracked. And number four, ch- chapter four, how your private life goes public. And then the second section, part two, using technology to rule the world.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, there, we just watched um, not too long ago. I don't know how many of you have noticed this, but it's you mentioned something. And it's like an ad pops up on social media. Well, if you're, you say, "Yeah, I'd like I'll to go buy you. a new pair of shoes," yes, you know, and well, it that, shows up. It, it, <laughs> like, well, how in the world does anybody know that stuff? Right. Uh, well, they. Yeah. I think it was Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, one of the streaming services just did a documentary not too long ago about the dangers of social media. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was just, and it was absolutely insane. And you know right. how people are drawn um, to social media, how they're drawn to their they um, the, these smartphones. I've said this: smartphones have dumbed down society, yeah. and they've dumbed down. They've even dumbed down to some degree um, some Christian mindset mm-hmm. because people see something posted on social media and they take it. They take it that it's you know it's true right. and it's gospel. Yeah. Um, and you know I can't even begin to tell you how much damage control that I've had to do. Yeah, you know yeah. people that's not real. That didn't happen. Right. Don't buy just because it's posted on it. One of the funniest things I've seen. There was a, a meme that had come out a couple years ago and it was a picture of Abraham Lincoln and it gave a quote and it ascribes this quote to Abraham Lincoln, who we know passed away in the eighteen sixties. It says, Abraham Lincoln supposedly, and according to this quote, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Yeah. yeah this is a quote from Abraham Lincoln, you know. We look at that and yeah. and we we laugh about it, but I've actually had people, I believe mm-hmm. it or not, I've actually had people say, Well, yeah, have you ever seen that quote from Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, right. Are right. you gotta be kidding me? Exactly. There was no internet. <laughs>
2: but see, that's what is uh, kind of sad at the same time because we're seeing the, the the majority of people really being pulled in this direction, right? Yeah. Of this new world order that's trying to happen around the world. Yeah. Right. And they don't realize that they're really... I mean, if they're falling (coughs) for the spirit of the Antichrist, being driven by the spirit of the Antichrist now, Mm -hmm. you know that after the rapture of the church, you know they're just going to... The same group of people that's falling for all of this is going to you know—to be wide open to the Antichrist and the perceptions of the end times.
1: we said this this past week, how were people... If they can't live for Jesus now... Right. What makes them think they're going to live for him when the freedoms and the liberties that we have... Take especially as Christians here in the United States today. What are they going to do when the church is no longer here? Right. What are they going to do when uh, coming to a church building is uh, you're, you're labeled an enemy of the state? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the crazy thing is we're headed that direction. Right. Uh, it's coming. Whether, people, oh, yeah. they don't want to hear it, but it's coming. And, and you know, we want to, um, the, the, the main point and, um, we, that we want to emphasize is the fact that that Jesus Christ is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the God of gods. Yes. Not this this global system, this this Mm -hmm. worldliness that's taken taken place. I want to read a passage to you here real quickly. And this is getting into end times events. This is Romans chapter 1. And it's really, I don't want to, I'm not going to read down through the whole thing because it starts in about... Um, verse sixteen, it goes all through the end of the chapter, and one of the things that Paul writes, and, and I love it, and this is this is the stand where we need to take. Mm-hmm. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it right. is the power of God mm-hmm. for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, "The righteous man shall live by faith." Mm-hmm. Now the next, starting in verse 18, he starts saying the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. All right, so let's just look at that in light for, you know, for a few moments here. In light of of what you see this uh, corralling or curtailing of truth. You know, look at, just from the news media, yeah. Let, let's just look at the news media for a moment and how certain branches of the news media seem to be propaganda machines for sinister government stuff that's going on.
2: Yeah, we're supposed to be in a country of free speech. Yeah. But we've never seen the censorship no.
1: that we've seen in the last couple of years. I mean, the censorship is
2: unbelievable.
1: Well, have you noticed, Carrie, that the most intolerant people are the ones who right. preach but, tolerance? Right, right. Right. Their the, they're, they're brand of tolerance is you either agree with me or you have to be canceled. Right. And now I, I've just, I've been watching this for about two weeks now. Now some people in that counterculture, or not counter, the cancel culture mm-hmm. area, now they're starting to stand up and say, this is getting out of hand. Right. You know, yeah, we agree with, with these people, but they're trying to cancel. They're like, right. we miss the days where we can sit down and have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. And disagree with them but still right. be able to walk away friends and that's the thing even even in the secular work
2: world you know for having a stance on a particular subject you could lose your job yeah you know what And I mean? we've seen
1: that yes now I mean look what you hear the NFL is getting ready to start up their, their training camps for mm-hmm. the the new season and two coaches have our one was fired and one has resigned because they refused to, to take the the vaccine right and you know, folks, I, I'm not. It doesn't make a difference if I'm pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. You know that. I, I just don't get into that. Your medical stuff is your is between you and your doctor, and that's how I feel about it. Um, whether you have or whether you haven't, it it makes no bones to me. It it just right. doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. I have my personal opinion on it, and I just leave it at that. Most everybody who's in my inner circle knows where I stand on it. But now, people, you know, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to um, cause people to lose their livelihoods because they refuse this. Uh, It's happening. It's happening. It's happening.
2: It's happening.
1: And, you know, and again, now let me, for the other side of that coin, the people that are out there, maybe you're listening and you say, well, this vaccine is the mark of the beast. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the mark of the beast. So please stop pushing that because you're no different than the other side of the other group that is spreading falsehoods
2: that's a conspiracy see there's a lot of conspiracy yep. stuff out there that yep. is not anywhere near true well, you <laughs> read
1: it there in yes. isaiah In isaiah right we got to be careful with this yeah stuff. You, you
2: got and it's sad see it's one thing for the world to believe it but it really gets me upset when i see christians going down that path yeah
1: well you know tim lahaye who was one of the he, he was the the pastor who was involved with the left behind series Um, there was the other individual, Jerry Jenkins is the one who wrote the story, but, but the outline came from Tim LaHaye and Tim LaHaye, I've got several of his prophecy books here. He, he made one of the greatest statements I've ever heard when trying to understand Bible prophecy or interpreting the signs of the times. He said, when common sense makes perfect sense, don't try to use any other sense. Right. And that's what people try to do. They try to over spiritualize everything. Yes. You know, okay, well this injection with this vaccine, Mm. It's not the mark of the beast, folks. Because no, it's not. If, you, if you have a basic understanding of Bible prophecy, according to the Book of Revelation, the mark of the beast system won't be initiated at least until three and a half, years, half years into in. the tribulation period. Yes, yes. We're not there yet, contrary yeah. to what some people believe, and right. contrary to what you you see some. And and I'm I'm going to be honest. Some of these TV preachers that are are pushing the survivalist mentality that are saying we're in the tribulation now no we're not no. because there's not been a revelation you have two problems there mm-hmm. you have the the, um, the removal of the restrainer in second Thessalonians chapter 2 that has to be yes. accounted for and you have to account for the revelation of the man of sin or the rider on the white horse in Revelation chapter 6 right those haven't happened yet right, right. those two things is, is where anybody who, who believes something contrary to pre-trib the, the pre-tribulation rapture teaching those are the two problems they run into. Mm-hmm. You got to account for those two things. So you can't say we're living in the tribulation period now because all these other things. Where's been? Where's global warfare at? Right. You know that's taken all these millions of lives. Where is global fam- global famine? I'm not talking about regionalized. Yeah. I'm not talking about regionalized warfare. I'm not talking about regionalized famine. I'm not talking about regionalized disease. I'm talking about on a global scale. On a global scale. It's not. It hasn't happened yet. No. See, and that's what's so. It's just blowing my mind.
2: And and like. It's like Revelation thirteen is talks about when Revelation chapter one verse the promise that things are going to come back to come to pass shortly. And it really, really means that when things start happening, they're going to be shortly. All every event's going to be shortly right after it. Yeah, it's, you know, expedient and and we're really seeing that we're in that day. Okay, so we're in that day. We are in that hour. And uh, one thing I just want to bring a little clarification, a little bit, is uh, you know we're talking about the end times. A lot of beliefs, a lot of scholars may differ. How do you know, how do you know that you have the right interpretation? How do you know you have the right understanding or the right approach to Bible prophecy? And I just want to go over real quickly, the uh, interpretations of school of thought, okay? There's basically four school of interpretations. One's the historical interpretation, which the fact that the book of Revelation has happened already. But that's not the correct approach because there's a lot of events in there that are clearly that gets never... more
1: into the preterist yes. mindset that yes. all things all prophecy was fulfilled in fulfilled. 70 AD right. which that we know that's not which true. We know that's not true. Then you
2: have the allegorical interpretation this doctrine states that the chapter contains spiritual truth but it cannot be taken literally. And so that's when when people start twisting scripture. Yeah. All right, because they're not taking the literal word of God, right? And then they kind of like you know looking for a spiritual truth. They're looking to add their own meaning, and then the spiritual uh, the spiritual interpretation is like that. This method is similar to the allegorical method, according to okay that the method chapters all contain spiritual truth, but they cannot be but can be applied to practical living, and that's so usually when people come by to the Bible and some doesn't fit their belief they just spiritualize the interpretation they spiritualize yeah. it. and they, they neglect what's literally written there. But then you have the literal interpretation this is clearly the best uh, is the best one is the best approach to Bible prophecy is the is the literal interpretation but why why is because over all the 333 prophecies concerning the Messiah his first coming all were literally spoken and literally fulfilled, Yeah. literally spoken, literally fulfilled. And so we can know that that will be the same way in, in these next concerning prophecies. And so knowing that you have the right approach, the literal approach, and yes, there's a lot of symbolism in the in, in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, and in the, in the symbolism, the scriptures interpret scripture, and you have to study and show yeah. that out. But for the most part, your approach really is the literal approach that you can know without a shadow of a doubt. Like the fact that the rapture will happen first, right? It will. The rapture will happen first. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have the, the seven year great tribulation following. And so we can, you can come to the a lot of people come to the wrong conclusions because they don't yeah. even know how to approach the subject.
1: Yeah, well that gets into this, Carrie, and I've said this one. You know, they, we say that, that Jesus is coming back for his bride, the bride mm-hmm. of Christ. Well you know, what we call the church today. And people who take the mid trib or the post-trib leaning with um, uh, prophecy interpretation, they have to account for this. What husband is cruel, so cruel to their wife that right. they would punish her, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Uh, and, and that just doesn't make any sense. That goes against the the, the the nature of who God is. Right. And like he said, you know, we here at CVMI, we take the literal interpretation of Bible prophecy. That's where, where we stand. Right. And like he said, you know, uh, we, he, he mentioned symbolism there a moment ago. You got to keep in mind, folks, that a lot of these writings have been recorded over a, a, a period of about fifty six hundred years, give or take fifty eight hundred mm-hmm. years, going on to six thousand years. And when God would give them a prophetic revelation about the last days, they're going to interpret something the right. way that it makes sense to, to them. them in their language. Yeah, and and I'll give you an example. And this is this. I don't have anything. I can't. I'm not going to be dogmatic about this. But in Revelation it talks John says that he saw that burning mountain come out of of the the uh, out of came from outer space really mm-hmm. it was a, and it was a meteor or an asteroid something Yeah but then he a couple of passages down he talks about another one and he says I saw this burning like a torch and he calls it wormwood Wormwood yeah And a lot of people have said well that's a comet or something Well I, I've looked at it from this perspective You know, you remember, and Carrie, you've watched the old Indiana Jones movies or the Mm -hmm. National Treasure movies when they would go into these caves and they'd grab those torches, and they would have that flame at the top, and the top was the the widest part in circumference, and then you would come down and it would have a slender tip. Mm -hmm. And I I said, you know, when you look at it up and down, it would look like a torch. But what if you turned it sideways? It looks like a missile. And Mm -hmm. I I found out, I did a study years ago on Wormwood. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact, when my wife and I were dating... She worked in a, a local library, and I asked her one day, I said, will you get me all the information you can find on Wormwood? And one of the results of this judgment in the Book of Revelation is it will poison a third of the world's fresh waters. Right. And I started looking at this a little bit different. I thought, I don't, I personally, I don't, I don't see it as a comet. Mm-hmm. I see it as maybe a biological or some kind of a chemical weapon because too much of the substance that is called Wormwood Makes it—it's it, it, a substance that's used. Um, other countries use it in the development of different type of liquors, but if you add too much of that substance from that particular plant, it becomes a poison. Mm-hmm. And there's—I found out there's—I think it's five places on the planet that if it would get hit by a biological or a chemical a weapon, mm-hmm. that it would instantaneously poison one third of the world's drinking water. Yeah. So I look at it that that could be right something and, and that goes back to this thing what we've been talking about the spirit of antichrist and this right. one world government system. Yeah. You know there we look at the guys Kerry just in the last couple of years that have come out and said that we are in favor of population control. They are. And <laughs> not what that better way to do that than attack the drinking water?
2: Right, and that's why therefore not only abortions, in the United States; they're for abortions all around the world.
1: Um, the uh, the all the all what do they, they call them. it about um, with elderly folks, euthanasia? Yeah,
2: euthanasia. Yeah. yeah, euthanasia, populated control. Yeah, they want to bring down the population under like 500 million.
1: They're well, they're wanting the 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 one thing that I saw, the most recent that I saw, was they wanted to go from somewhere between 500 million and a, a put a cap at three to three and a half billion people, somewhere in that in that window. Mm-hmm. And we're at eight and a half billion people right now. Right. So you're talking about wiping out over what? half right. of the world population. And, and folks, believe it or not, this is not a conspiracy theory. There are people in high places right. that they want that. They've been pushing. I, I can show yeah. you article after article, book after book from the last 50 years mm-hmm. where this has been something that was being pushed. Yeah. And we're living in that day. It
2: is. And it's being, by all the money people are pushing <laughs> Yeah, big time, All big money time people. money, people. follow the money. Yeah, follow
1: the money. Yep. Follow the money. Well, I'm
2: telling you, they've been pushing it. They've been pushing it.
1: Well, folks, we're going to get ready to wrap this episode up. Um, we're going to use this as a part one and segue into um, into the next part. So um, <coughs> we want to. I, I want to just finish with this, and then we'll close out here in Luke chapter 21. Jesus makes this statement and, and I want you to remember this above and beyond anything else. If you have listened to this episode and you've said, man, this is really scary because at the beginning you guys said we're not we don't don't get caught up in fear. But man, this is some really scary stuff. We want you to understand it is never our purpose with Calvary's Victory Ministries or Crosshairs yeah. Church, it is never our mission to instill fear in anybody's hearts or anybody's spirits. The only fear that we would encourage you to maintain is the reverence for God. the reverence for who God is mm-hmm. and the things of God, His word. Reverently fear Him. <clears throat> so we don't want to push a uh, we don't want to push an ungodly fear. So if that has happened, that was not our intent. And if that's something you deal with, we just, we'll just we'll agree with you in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, here in a few moments, the announcer is going to come on and give you um, the ways to contact us um, through email and, and whatnot. Um, please, if you need prayer, if you need people to agree with you to help you overcome fear, we, we absolutely shoot us an email, uh, give us a phone call, send us a message on Facebook, and we will agree with you in prayer because we never want to see anybody captured and frozen by fear. Right. That that is the main thing, but we want to encourage you with this, and we'll pick up with. And I'm gonna give Carrie a moment here um, to to close us out. But I want to, This is this is where I want to leave you today. Jesus goes through this whole list of things that would happen in the last days, starting in Luke 21 verse 10, and you come down to verse number 28, and he says this: When these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Yes. Folks, I want to encourage you by saying this: Jesus Christ is coming back for His bride, and He's coming back for His bride very soon. So, carry some Maybe Bible yes. thoughts. Yeah, also in same chapter, verse thirty six says, "Watch, therefore,
2: pray always, that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man." See, I think that uh, Bible prophecy is no—we know the future in in advance. We really do. So, I think it's really exciting to talk about. But I also believe it's a tool to help bring people to Christ. It's an evangelistic tool. It's it, it is an a tool. tool. It is yeah. a tool to bring people to Christ. And that's why we're really doing these broadcasts. We want you to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We want you to be aware what's happening has been written in the Bible. The prophecies thousands of years ago. We're seeing it all come to pass. And man, that's your, I hope that would increase confidence in the Bible, in God's Word. The fact that it is true. The fact that what God said is real and that it is coming to pass, and that we are on the horizon uh, of the new world order, the rise of the Antichrist, the rapture. all these things are right in the workings. And so, yes, there is nothing more important, nothing more important than your heart to be ready when Jesus Christ returns. And so that's our hope for you today, that today, even today, you would bow your head, and, man, you would just repent of your sins, and you'd ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and come into your life, and man let the lord be the let god be the lord of your life and that you would find a good church a bible believing preaching church spirit filled right find a good church plug in get planted in the house of god and be ready for his return like i said for the christian for those that our lives are right with god it is the hope it, it is a time an exciting time it is the hope of the christian praise the lord and so we want you to be a part of that be a part of that
1: number amen Well, folks, we want to thank you again for tuning in with us. This is the CVMI Open Door Podcast. Um, We will be doing more prophecy teaching um, over the the next several weeks, so we encourage you to to join us um, for these broadcasts. Um, This podcast is available on Apple um, and Google Podcasts. It's available on Spotify, Breaker, and a few other major uh, podcast platforms we um if as carrie said you know if you're looking for if you do not have a home church and you're looking for uh a home church we never we never take anybody from other other churches we don't encourage that we're not into um the business of of stealing other flocks we're stealing from other flocks but if you do not have a home church uh crosshairs bridgeport Um, We are located right smack in the middle of Bridgeport, West Virginia, 133 Johnson Avenue. It's the former location of Bethel Temple Christian Center. Um, We are here on Wednesday evenings. We have um, corporate intercessory prayer at 6 o'clock, Bible study at 7. We also have uh, classes for children and youth at that time. And then we're here every Sunday morning, 9.30 for Sunday school classes, 10.30 for our Sunday morning service. And then we have different things that go on at at different times, but you are more than welcome uh, to join us again. The address is 133 Johnson Avenue. You can write to us. Um, If God lays it on your heart to support this ministry, please do so um, by writing to us at 133 Johnson Avenue, Bridgeport, West Virginia, 26330. You can call us here in the office at area code 304-842-4852, or you can find us on the CVMI Open Door Podcast Facebook page. Um, with that said, this is Pastor Jamie Gizzy again, joined by Pastor Carrie May and stick around for a moment. The announcer is going to be on to give you some more information. God bless. And we will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We trust you've enjoyed your time in the word and in fellowship with us. This podcast is available on most major platforms, so please subscribe to be up to date on new episodes and content. For more information on the ministry of CVMI, Pastor Jamie Gizzi, or the CVMI ministry team, please contact us by email at cvmiwv at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook at CVMI Open Door Podcast. Thanks again for your prayer and support. Until next time, may God continue to richly bless you and your household.